Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Straight Talk Radio, where we discuss business, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Donya Keating, coming to you live from the Seattle area at about 1 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday, January 14th. Listeners, dial 646-378-0261 to chime in live. Press 1 on your keypad to raise your hand. There's a chat option, but sometimes it's wonky, and you might have to uh, sign up for Blog Talk Radio. But give it a go. Shoot us your thoughts. We're incorporating them into, into the show, and that's how we work with that. So... Today, we are going to go a little bit of PSA style, you know, public service announcement, but we also have some callers that are going to be coming in and talking with us. Um, we're kind of going to go with the flow here, um, as we always do, so I just want to set the stage before we bring on uh, the people that are out here and why we're talking about Wounded Warrior Project and Wounded Warriors in Kitsap, which are not the same thing. So. I attended a presentation by Wounded Warrior Project. Um, it was during a World Trade Center Seattle meeting in October of about 2013. So some of the principals had come in from um, the headquarters, and some of them were here, and they cover a multi-state region. But I spoke with several of them, and they said they'd never been over here, here meaning Kitsap. And uh, we have so many veterans and an extensive defense corridor over here. So I felt that we could uh, you know, have a Wounded Warrior Project um, meeting or something to start kick-starting the uh, programs, inform people about um, what they had available, coordinate some efforts and events or whatever. I mean, I really didn't have any uh, extended agenda there. But I hosted a meeting in Paulsbo at the City Hall that following January in 2014, and it was reasonably well attended. Um, Todd Best and Jeremy Creed are expected to call in here today uh, if they can, and they were very supportive and jumped right in um, to support the idea of either getting a satellite office here or just forming our own group and seeing where we can go from there. Uh, and so where we we ended up forming a Facebook page after that, and then Todd and Jeremy, Chris Larson, Charles Keating, um, they're administrators with me there, and it's been slowly growing, which is exciting. Um, we have a potluck and a happy hour on tap for tomorrow, which is the 15th, at Vol Hall Brewing in Polsbo, and that's from 530 to 7.30 p.m. So anyone that's listening out there, you're invited to pop in and meet up with us, um, but we're also looking for some ideas about activities or any kind of initiatives that we can plan for our wounded warriors. So. Um, getting back to Wounded Warrior Project in general, which is different. Like I said before, there's no official affiliation um, between Wounded Warrior Project and Wounded Warriors uh, in Kitsap. But Wounded Warrior Project uh, helps post-9-11 veterans, and it provides college uh, scholarships, stipends, uh, cash grants to service providers to uh, cover basic needs like food and, and rent and utilities. Uh, they have physical and psychological rehabilitation services, com- combat re- uh, stress recovery. There's benefits assistance, peer support, career development and training. I mean, there's a there's a whole big uh, uh, you know portfolio of offerings to not only the wounded warriors but their families. And I don't have the numbers um, currently, but I know that back in 2012 alone. 
they spent $114 million to aid wounded veterans, their families, and their caregivers. So um, there's also an advocacy piece, and they are very supportive with uh, social events and competitions and you know all sorts of things that they're doing all across, across the country. So anyway, let's just uh, jump out there and see who we have and just bring them into the conversation. So I'm going to say hello. I know that I have Charles out there, and I know I have Jeremy. Hello, guys. Hello, how are you? This is Jeremy Green. So let's start with you, Jeremy. Uh, Why don't you give us, first of all, a a brief bio. Tell us a little bit about yourself and um, and what you do. Well, I'm a police officer for Naval Base Kitsap in Puget Sound Naval Shipyard. I'm also a Navy reservist and a veteran myself. My wife and I also own a local business, and I'm also an alumni member for the Wounded Warrior Project. Um, that event that we went to in Paulsbo was where I signed up to be an alumni member, and I've been actively involved in the program since with the Facebook page um, that you started up. And I've been uh, actively trying to participate in getting members to come along and join into the program. We've been communicating locally through Facebook, uh, as you well know, and then I've also been talking with coworkers and people around the county trying to get them involved in the program as well. That's great. And Charles, want to give us a quick background on you and your interest? Well, I'm just uh, basically here to support a good cause. I guess that would be my background. And uh, I've just been very involved in a lot of different community projects. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm basically hoping to basically connect other people together uh, so that they can help uh, support a worthy cause. So, Jeremy, I mean, obviously, you're you're, um, a veteran and you're still involved, uh, but what really made you want to um, get involved in Wounded uh, Warrior Project or even the Kitsap Area Group, Um, and what are some of your thoughts as to what you'd like to see us doing over here? Well, Donia, one of the biggest things was I noticed from that town hall meeting that we went to is we didn't have an active program here in Kitsap. The Wounded Warrior Mm -hmm. Program is located in an office out of Seattle, and while they're trying to reach out to as many members as they can, it's hard for them to get to specific areas. That's why I thought that this program, doing something here locally for our wounded warriors and our veterans, would be a great way for us to reach out as a community and take care of these people who've, who've provided freedom for us in our country and for a chance for us to give something back to them. Absolutely, um, and and I know that we, I was I've been looking in on the page occasionally as well, and there are some people that are starting to, especially when we talked about you know what kind of event can we have, when can we get together, you know we've kind of gone a little bit, you know it's been about a year um, in terms of meeting in person, and so let's what do we what do we want to do kind of thing, and you know we can certainly provide information about what's going on with Wounded Warrior Project, like you said, and some of their events and some of the programs, and make sure that we refresh the memories of people that are involved regarding the the benefits that they have. But also, you know, what do we want to do? And there was one guy that wrote and said that um, he had a shop, and he said that he would even invite wounded warriors to come, and they can create their own knives and just things like that. So I'm I'm really looking forward to um, showing up tomorrow and, and hearing more and meeting more wounded warriors and, and trying to see, you know, how we can own this organization. It doesn't have to belong to any one person, and how we can just kind of get some momentum and, and move people forward with, with our own types of events or, you know, fun competitions or whatever it is. So, you know, Thank you very much, first of all, for your service, and second of all, for your, your uh, dedication and getting involved. And, of course, you too, Charles. I mean, you, you don't have to be doing – you don't have to do this, and, and you're doing it. And uh, I think that's one of those testaments to the fact that no matter who you are, on some level, whether it's six degrees of separation or otherwise – 
everyone is impacted on some in some way by the fact that we have people willing to give their lives um and even their their abilities to us um to protect our freedoms and and we we owe them any comments from any of you Yeah, Donya, I couldn't agree more with you um, as far as giving something back to our veterans and, and trying to help out those people who have gone out there and make that, made that ultimate sacrifice to protect their family members and to serve their country. Um, this is our opportunity to create programs here locally where we can help to give back. Uh, and this session that we're going to be having tomorrow at Val Hall Brewing is just that session where we can get together and we can brainstorm and we can try to find out what local businesses can maybe offer something or maybe even private citizens can offer something to give back to these people who've given so much to us. So you were talking about earlier, um, you know, being um, a former military and also now you're actually, you're still military. Your reserves are certainly, certainly military, but you also talked about your private business and you want to talk a little bit about what you're doing and the fact that you guys are so, uh, just revered here in this region for the support that you give to so many causes. Well, I'm I'm honored that you would ask me that question, Donia. My wife and I uh, own a local steak and seafood restaurant uh, called Amy's on the Bay, named after my wife. Um, she started the business roughly about nine years ago. It'll be nine years in April, and uh, we we try to do um, foods with no preservatives and. Um, gluten-free options, and we just want to create a, um, a healthy pro uh, product to give back to the community um, and, and try to keep it at a reasonable price range. It's something that families can enjoy and individual uh, members. We also offer a military discount there as well um, of 10% uh, to any retired or active military member. Um, so we definitely support the military through that program as well. Um, we've given um, lots of community support back to programs such as juvenile diabetes, and we're looking for other ways that we can get back to the community as well. And so when we went to this meeting at the Paulsboro Town Hall, we thought, wow, what a great opportunity for us to not only show our support to the community, but also to these veterans who have given so much to us. Um, it, now it's our turn to get something back. So we're also looking at, into options where we can maybe hold one of these town hall meetings as well at our restaurant or potentially even give something back to the Wounded Warriors through our business as well. And we'd like to see more people jumping on board with this program. And obviously there's no requirement to do so, but we want to put that information out there and make it available to people who are interested in participating in this as well. And, you know, I should also note that when we had that initial meeting, you guys actually provided some brownies, which were delicious. So, I mean, obviously always there to support the community in any way you can. And we are certainly looking forward to um, partnering with you in some type of an event. I mean, it could be something as silly as a karaoke or, or you know, I, I don't know. I mean, just thinking out loud, there's so many fun things that we can do um, over at um, Amy's on the Bay with you guys and you and your lovely wife. She's just a really phenomenal person, and, and we, you know, the community loves her. And, of course, now we love you. So, um, you know, it's interesting because um, when we were first putting on this event, and it's like anything else, I mean, you, you know how it is. You go out there and you, you roll up your sleeves and you engage yourself, and there's always risk with that, you know. So there's always someone that, you know, once you've made the effort, they kind of sit back, and then it's very easy to take shots at it. So when we were planning the event, we received several emails and Facebook messages, and it was also raised at the meeting. I mean, you were there. But it was about the press that's out there about, you know, Wounded Warrior Project being a scam. And so 
the major complaint was that the majority of the money doesn't go to wounded lawyers but to executive salaries. And so, you know, some of the articles or blogs that were sent to me, they weren't necessarily mainstream and they were really highly opinionated, which doesn't make them false. But, you know, having some due diligence isn't a bad thing in terms of being able to support your assertions before taking them at face value or at least, you know, spreading them around. And uh, the other complaint that we got was, you know, why wouldn't we instead just help local charities that are set up to help veterans instead of those outside of the area? And so um, I think what I said at the time is that, you know, Wounded Warrior Project wasn't being invited to solicit donations. And that's sort of a, a, a hairy topic for us, you know, even going forward with Wounded Warriors and Kitsap. You know, we certainly want to... Um, make sure that they are taking advantage of programs that are on the other side, but we you know may want to raise funds over here to to have some kind of event and uh, you know we we're not sure what we're going to do with that but the terms of my invitation at the time were just to inform the audience and make them aware of the programs and so you know I think that it's it's always uh, a good idea to conduct your own due diligence, look at pro and con, and um, make your decisions from there. And that's pretty much, uh, you know, where I, I left it. And also in terms of whether you're going to support a local or regional um, charity or shelter or whatever, I mean, that's that's a personal decision. But, you know, our role has always been um, in, in, in connection and in partnership with you and other people to bring the information forward and to facilitate and be a liaison wherever we're, you know, whatever we, wherever we can. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's not really about defending, uh, you know, Wounded Warrior Project. But I, another point I thought of is that, you know, when people are in nonprofits, just because it's a nonprofit, I'm a proponent of paying them on the basis of their expertise and their work and their accomplishments. And uh, there was an excellent TED Talk out there about it, and the title of that was The Way We Think About Charity is Dead Wrong. And so basically what he does is he calls out the double standard that drives our broken relationships to charities. And he says, you know, that too many nonprofits are rewarded for how little they spend and not for what they're getting done. So instead of us equating frugality with morality and saying that because you're with a nonprofit, you shouldn't be paid well, he asks us to basically start thinking about, you know, rewarding charities for their big goals and their big accomplishments, even if that comes with big expenses. So, you know, for me, I, I just you know looking at their uh the charity navigator and and how they're rated which was highly rated and and being referred to um as a resource at the bottom of articles as a list of charities working to improve the quality of life of severely wounded vets i mean we're all entitled to our opinions of course but i just i guess i'm more interested in document fact documented facts and numbers and at the end of the day you you know what are they doing for vets and and uh you know is it a viable organization any comments from you or charles about that I think your point about, um, you know, the TED Talks and organizations that are nonprofit doesn't mean you should have, you should not really try to treat your people well who are working to further the goal of the nonprofit. Whether you're working for a for-profit or a nonprofit, people need to be able to make a living while they're doing, you know, their work. And unfortunately, what you basically point out is that sometimes there's a double standard you know, working for the nonprofit, people expect you to donate your time. And you can't make a living. You can't donate your time and pay your power bill or pay your rent. So people need to make a living. And they understand that to a certain point, but they treat it like, well, if you're working for a charity, you know, you should make just a fraction of what you would do in the for-profit sector. And that the point of that talk was you're not going to get people who are really good at what they do to step up for nonprofit organizations, or at least not enough of them, 
um, if you expect them to, you know, to take a vow of poverty uh, in order to do so. And what the charity navigator shows is that they're very transparent, but they do pay their CEO, you know, you know, a good amount of money. I think it's three hundred seventy-five thousand, according to the cha- charity navigator, which maybe that seems like a really, really, really lot to some people, but I don't know the, you know, the, all the details ins and outs. But charity navigator is a good uh, example of a resource that shows that. But ultimately, I think donating to the charity is one thing. But I think what Wounded Warrior Kitsap identified for us when we had that meeting is that the resources available to veterans are really important and making veterans aware of what those resources are and connecting them with the benefits that are already out there. Seems intuitive, seems like it should be easy, but from from actual practice and from the veterans that we know personally, some of them have had a lot of trouble trying to work the system, and the system actually is designed in some ways to be very complicated to make it difficult for them to access their benefits. And I'd be very interested to see how those things can improve. Jeremy, have you had any, I mean, I know that you're um, a liaison and you're talking with people in the community, but have you had any direct experience with having to hold someone's hand through the process of getting on board with Wounded Warrior Project or getting a grant or doing something specific over there? No, I haven't had a specific opportunity to help uh, a specific Wounded Warrior with uh, a specific part of the paperwork within the uh, process. Uh, however, I have been involved with several different vet- veterans programs personally um, where I've had to either try and gather a benefit uh, such as the Montgomery GI Bill or using a VA home loan. And I can say that those programs are actually fairly easy to do, uh, and that's something that I'm excited to be able to help give information to wounded warriors about so that they can get into programs like vocational rehabilitation or using their Montgomery GI Bill benefits so that they can go to college at little or no cost or actually even put some money in their pocket while they're going to school and still even working a full-time job. In fact, I'm even working um, on my college degree right now using my post-9-11 Montgomery GI Bill benefits while I'm working a full-time job. And it's actually a very easy process. It takes a little bit of time to get it done, but once you know the right people and are able to access those resources, it's actually a very smooth process. And I'm hoping tomorrow and in events in the future to be able to not only give some of that information, but some of the information that I've learned through the alumni program through the Wounded Warrior Project as well. That's, do they actually have a an official training or something once you say that you're signing on to be an alumni or a liaison, or is that something that just comes through virtually on the web, or how does that work? Well, what I've seen of the program so far is uh, usually the program administrator who uh, will send out emails and he'll ask you to either participate in workshops or he'll send information for alumni members about local events or things that are available to people in your local area and then also outside of the local area as well as far as events over in Seattle. But they're very accommodating as far as um, helping with transportation if somebody needs a ride or if somebody needs um, a special um, accommodation, um, such as a person who would be in a wheelchair who maybe couldn't drive themselves, they're also willing to come and pick you up at certain locations where you could possibly have a family member drop you off, and then they'll provide that transportation for you. So that's a this is a good point to just kind of reiterate what you just said, which is basically if you're out there listening and you're interested in becoming an alumni even, um, I would just say, what, go to Wounded Warriors 
what is it, woundedwarriorproject.org, I think it is, and uh, look for whatever it is that shows you that you can sign up for, let me see, let me see what it is. It is woundedwarriorproject.org, no no S there, and um, you can sign up for being an alumni, and I guess, you know, get in the loop and, and start to, to go forward uh, from there and getting involved in some of their activities or seeing how you could help or be helped. So that's that's a good point there. And um, I think another question that I also wanted to ask is, um, you know, just not necessarily about Wounded Warrior Project. I mean, it's just one of those things. But, you know, do you guys have any thoughts on uh, what's been happening with the veterans' hospital scandals that are out there in terms of how people are getting their care or not getting it, as the case may be, um, and having that extended and having the records um, um, altered so that they can hide the fact that they're not dealing with some of these veterans? I can just say no, that heads yeah. have already rolled on that one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one I, of those I things that people. I haven't heard anything specific on that. It, it's it's one of those things that gets people. I mean, very upset because, as you said, there were so many people that have sacrificed their lives, their health, everything, um, to fight for our freedoms, and it just seems like they're suffering a further indignity by not even being taken care of um, when they come home and they need our assistance. Um, and and I, I certainly know some people that are involved with Wounded Warrior Project, or more specifically with Wounded Warriors in Kitsap. And um, there was some information given to us at that meeting that said, you know, if you have problems, even if you're not a post-9-11 veteran, because some people had issues with that as well, and said, why aren't you covering all of them? And it's just... It depends upon what their mission is. You can't tell someone what their mission should be. It doesn't mean they don't care. They're just trying to take care of a certain segment of the population. But um, they offered, even if you weren't a post-9-11 veteran, um, to help coordinate things like that, like going to, through veteran, getting your benefits if you're disabled, um, and things like that. And I know personally of people that are going through something like that, and it's taken them three, four years. Even with all the help from Wounded Warrior Project, from you know your congressman or whatever, and uh, it just really shouldn't be that hard, I guess, is, is what I'm getting at. It, it really, this it should be at the top of the list and not at the bottom. So, you know, not much more I can, you know, say about that. But that's just my sentiment. Uh, any other thoughts that you guys want to share about Wounded Warrior Project, Wounded Warriors and Kitsap? You know, some ideas, some thoughts, some encouragement. I'm just really glad to see this program finally getting a start. And after going to that town hall meeting, I was so excited to be able to get involved in a program directly helping veterans because as myself being a veteran, I may need that help again myself someday. Um, even being an active reservist, I may get deployed to a war zone and come back and need to get some of that assistance. And being part of this program, I'll have that information available so that not only can I help myself, but I can help those people who are coming back with me as well. Yeah, that's very true. You know, I didn't even think about it, you know, from that perspective. You sure could be deployed. I mean, there's no guarantees there. So I, uh, you know, I think I have some Facebook page stuff that I want to share and some website stuff for people that are listening. The Facebook page for Wounded Warrior Project is www.facebook.com backslash www.pink.fans. I don't know why they chose that, but that's seems to be what the URL is. The website for Wounded Warrior Project, as I said earlier, is www.woundedwarriorproject.org. And the Facebook page for Wounded Warriors in Kitsap is facebook.com backslash woundedwarriorskitsap. 
So when you go there, you'll see that there are probably about 80 members now, maybe not quite 80 members, and uh, we have some conversation going on. We finally picked kind of a logo or a a profile photo, and, um, you know, we have an event that's up there, which is tomorrow, like I said before, the 15th. It's at Vol Hall Brewing in um, uh, Poulsbo. And Wounded Warriors and Kitsap are going to have a potluck and a happy hour there from 5.30 to 7.30. Uh, we're going to be meeting and brainstorming about future events or, or initiatives it wants to hold on this side of the Puget Sound. And uh, if you want to join them, you can RSVP for the event on the F- uh, Facebook page I just uh, shared there. So I don't know if anybody else has any more comments, but the way we roll here is when we're done, we're done. We don't have to add more fluff. So if you don't have anything else to add, we can just go ahead and sign out. And uh, never heard from Todd, but I'm sure he's busy, and uh, we'll hear from him in a a future show, so that's okay. Just wanted to take a moment here to thank everybody else for tuning in. This broadcast is going to become a podcast at the site you're using right now, or on Facebook at backslash STRA Talk Radio. That's Sam, Tommy, Roger, the number eight, Talk Radio. We're also on iTunes, and you can see the icon in the upper right-hand corner there. So be sure to follow us here, like us on Facebook, let us know what you're thinking. And uh, this is Donya Keating and Jeremy and Charles signing off at about 1.20 Pacific time on Wednesday, January 14th. We'll see you next time.